Hey everyone, welcome to Experience Ministries Discipleship Podcast. I'm Dave Smewen, your host. And I'm Angie, your co-host. We are excited to share biblical principles to help us live our faith and glorify the Lord Jesus. This is episode 44. These three in him statements can totally change your life if you let them. How can these three statements change your life? They're just statements. Well, they're actually amazing truths that the Bible gives us. And if we adopt them into our belief system and act on them, they have the power, the ability to really radically change our life. Last week, we asked everyone to identify the three statements in Colossians 2, 9 through 15 and what they mean. So what did you guys come up with? Our first in him statement today comes from Colossians chapter 2, verse 9, and it says this in the NASB. For in him all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. This statement is telling us that Jesus is God in the flesh. So he was 100% man and he was 100% God. That's exciting. It is exciting. And this is a, a huge biblical truth that sometimes we have to wrap our head around. So there's a number of other verses. Actually, there's a lot of verses that talk about this, but I'm going to read you two of them. The first one is in Colossians 1.19. We talked about this a little bit in past episodes, but let's go back to this. This is Colossians 1.19 in the NASB. For it was the Father's good pleasure for all the fullness to dwell in him. And John 10:30 in the NASB says this, I and the Father are one. That's an amazing truth about Jesus. But how does that change my life? Well, it's really simple. Jesus was fully God. If he wasn't, if he was just a man, he wouldn't have been qualified to die for our sins. So the whole sacrificial system wouldn't have worked. He had to be God in the flesh for that to work. Otherwise, we wouldn't be forgiven. We would still be condemned. So let me get this straight. But wait, wait, wait. There's more. Because if we look at this from another angle, one of the interesting things is that people always look and think about God the Father as, you know, some kind of evil guy that's up in the sky just waiting to punish us. And, you know, people get that impression from the Old Testament and some of the things that happen there. But the reality is something totally different. What we see in this passage is that he is a God of mercy and compassion. And he is way more interested in giving us mercy and restoring a right relationship than he is in punishing us. So, let's, let, let me just say... No, wait, this. wait, because okay. there's more. Okay, there's more. Wait for a minute now. Okay. There's, there's more. If my heavenly father loves me that much that he would come and die on the cross for me, then really that, that gives me a whole new sense of security and peace and stability in my life. Because the reality is this, we live in a world full of mean, hostile people who are selfish and they just all about them. And it's easy for other people, even when they're trying hard, they can still hurt us. Yes, they can. They can still reject us. And so what I'm seeing here in this passage is really a phenomenal truth that my heavenly father loves me and accepts me 
and it gives me mercy and draws me close because he's not interested in punishment. He's interested in restoring a right relationship so that I can walk with him. So then when other people in life hurt me, when they reject me, when there's a problem, I'm not thrown off balance. I'm not hurt and destroyed to the place that I can't deal with it because there may be some hurt, but I know my security is in Christ. And all of that is because the Father loves me. How do I know that the Father loves me? Because he came in the flesh, died for me to have a relationship with me. Friends, that means that I'm important to God, you're important to God. He loves you and he wants to have mercy on you and give you amazing peace. That's actually one of my favorite things about this whole topic is the peace of God that I get when I am resting in Christ and I'm allowing Christ to move in my life. Our second in him statement comes from Colossians chapter 2 verse 10 and it says this in the NASB. And in him you have been made complete and he is the head over all rule and authority. I love the word complete. This is such an amazing word. In fact, if you look at the Strong's Concordance, it says this about this Greek word. It says, to make replete. That is, yeah, replete. You guys know what replete means? Replete. Replete. Yeah, it's a fascinating word. It means to literally to stuff or to cram, to fill up like you're stuffing a net full of fish or to fill up a ravine. It means to really just fill it up complete to its fullness. It means to furnish something like a house, fill it full of stuff. And so when we see this, it's an amazing truth that he completes us. He fulfills us. He does this work in us because we're in him. We're complete in him. So in Christ, I am filled up. I am made complete. I am fully furnished with everything I need to live in this life, to be productive, to find meaning and purpose. And this is amazing because you guys know this. Everybody in the world is looking for meaning and purpose. We want to know what the meaning to life is. We want our lives to have meaning and purpose. And so in a lot of cases, people just go and they try to find all kinds of things, whether it's relationships or substances or, or whatever, because they're searching for meaning and purpose. And the reality is that when we are in Christ and we let this truth really soak into us and we start living it, in Christ, we are complete. We do have meaning. We do have purpose. And that is life transforming. What we have to do is figure out how do we live in that truth yeah. and, and not just bounce in and out of it. Sometimes we get stuck bouncing in and out of it. We have to learn to live in the truth that we are in Christ and he has made us complete. And he's made us a new creation. The old is gone. This is just a beautiful truth that I love. I love to talk about it because in Christ, we really are a new creation. We have everything we need. And if you think about what we talked about last week, about the deceptions, it is in Christ that we are able to overcome the deceptions. We are able to live to the fullness of what God has for us. Hey, if you're enjoying this study, be sure to click subscribe and click the bell notification so that you're notified when new videos come out. 
it would really be awesome if you would join us, study along from week to week as we go through the book of Colossians. And it would be even better if you grabbed some friends and did this study with them and just kind of used us as a supplemental resource. Our third in him statement comes from Colossians chapter 2, verses 11 and 12. And the NASB says it this way. In him you were also circumcised with a circumcision made without hands in the removal of the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised up with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. This is so powerful. When Paul's talking about circumcision in this passage, he's talking about the removal of the sinful nature from us, and he uses baptism as a way for us to understand that. And so if you think about what he's saying here, he's saying we died with Christ. We were buried with him. And what stayed in the grave was the old man, the sinful nature. And when we came up out of that grave, we rose with Christ and we become new because now we're in him. So what that really means is that that sinful nature that used to drive us and control us it doesn't have to anymore. Just step on it. Put it back in the grave. Kick it out. Kick it to the curb. And accept the new life that we have in Christ because he's made that available to us. And so what we have to do is learn to walk in faith, walk in that newness of life so that we're not controlled by the sinful nature. Now, this is a, this is a huge truth that some Christians really struggle with. But I'm telling you, if you get a hold of this, it is powerful, life-changing in everyday world, in our everyday world. And so this is what I learned and helped me walk out of addictions because the old man died. The old man is gone. I can walk in faith and I can live in the new man, the new nature that Christ has given us. This is powerful. You just got to grab hold of this one. And you have an incredible testimony about that, but was it easy? No, it wasn't easy. It's a challenge, right? Because there's this old man, this old nature, these old ways of doing things that I've learned, but I don't have to stay with that. I can learn to walk in faith. And when we learn to walk in faith, it takes practice. It takes a, an effort on our part to learn and understand how to walk by faith. But when we start doing that, we can walk by faith and overcome addiction. We can walk by faith and overcome relationship problems. We can walk by faith and overcome, you know, things like depression, anxiety, stress. We can walk by faith and overcome grief and loss and rejection. When we really grab this and we understand that that old nature doesn't have to control me, because I'm in Christ, I can learn to walk in faith, walk by faith, not by sight. That's what the scripture says. And when we do that, wow, we can find power to overcome everything that holds us back from being who God wants us to be. And no matter what we're facing, if we walk by faith in Christ, we can overcome it. We can be victorious over that. So I really hope that you just take study this passage, ponder this, pray about it, and think about it because the new life that we have in Christ, it is, it is awesome if we walk in it. 
if you're not walking in it and you're bouncing back and forth or you're stuck still living in the flesh, then you won't experience the love, joy, peace, power, all of the transforming things that we can have in Christ. So, focus on being in Him and living by faith. Our passage for next week is Colossians chapter 2, verses 16 through 23. And we're focusing our questions on verse 18. And this is, this is really interesting. Verse 18 says this, Let no one keep defrauding you from your prize. So, our questions are based on that. Think about that verse. Question one, how have you been defrauded in the past? And question two, how can you protect yourself from being defrauded? Hey, thanks for joining us today. I pray that the Father's peace just floods you, that you just get so full of his peace and love and joy that you can't contain it. Here's the truth. God is interested in mercy and grace and compassion for you, for me, for all of us. But we need to walk in those things. And we do that by being obedient. So I just pray God's blessing upon you today in Jesus' name.